We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Let's talk a little state business in this segment this afternoon. State Representative Phil Cristofanelli is with us to talk a little bit about some of the things going on down there in the state's capital, including his bill on school board members. Uh, how are you this afternoon, Phil? Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm doing well, Mark. Heading to the capital as we speak. Your district is out there in, in the West County area a little bit. Or correct me if I'm wrong. Explain where, where I'm you in represent. I'm St. Charles okay. County, uh, and I represent primarily... St. Peter's, uh, but I'm running for Senate in eastern St. Charles County generally. Do you have a, a nice Catholic parish there in St. Peter's that we might be able to tap into for one of our fish fries? Keep that in mind because we are looking for one. We definitely have several of those. Uh, I think that uh, that St. Peter's does one, and I think that St. Joachim and Anne does one as well. So. Awesome. Well, let's talk about school board election transparency and what you're trying to do here. I have uh, quite quite a bit of interest in this just from a personal standpoint because I've seen some of the things that have happened in uh, my district where my daughter attends the Rockwood District over the past couple of years. And I think there are concerns across the area when it comes to some of the indoctrination and some of the things that are in the school. So what would this particular piece of legislation do and give us an update here this afternoon? Sure thing, Mark. Well, like many parents, uh, you probably got a front row seat into your kids' education during COVID. And uh, many parents that I've talked to were not really pleased with with what they saw, both in quality and in uh, the politicization of the classroom. And so I've seen a lot of of, uh, formerly, um, you know, hands-off parents getting very involved in running for school board. But, but it, believe it or not, in the state of Missouri, running for school board can be a little bit complicated. We have over 525 school districts in our state, which is way higher than, than most states. And each of those have, you know, a school board between five to nine people. Uh, and uh, running for office in each of them, the process is different. Uh, and a lot of times you have to file for office at the actual school district building, which is, uh, if you're an outsider and just a parent, can be somewhat intimidating to roll into uh, the institution itself. It's probably the closest to all the incumbents and, and uh, file. And so uh, what, we've, what we've done is we have a bill uh, to require the Secretary of State to create an online interactive database of all the open school board seats uh, when their term is come to due, and uh, a, a link to the process uh, for filing for those offices so that it's clear and transparent to parents and they don't have to make that awkward call down to the central office asking how 
they file against their incumbent bosses there. So uh, I think that it's a real common sense approach that uh, will help parents get more involved in their kids' education. Did you say there were 525 school districts? Is that the number? Yeah, it's a little higher than that, actually, and I'd, I'd have to look. It's, it's probably somewhere around 540 uh, is the total, and, you know, it's it's crazy, Mark. We have 6 million-some-odd people in the Missouri uh, state. Uh, in Florida, they have uh, only one school district for county, and, and so that works out to about 50 to 60 school districts in Florida, which has a population between 18 and 20 million, uh, and so, you know, we are just way overloaded on on school districts in my opinion and with each of those school districts comes its own layer of bureaucracy you have a superintendent that's making in the six figures you have all the assistant superintendents and the redundant uh, layers of, of administration that really don't have anything to do with the education of kids is this particular plan modeled after something that has happened elsewhere or not so i don't know that any other state has has adopted this particular approach I will tell you that the idea was brought to me because we had a number of parents um, at different parts of the state uh, where it was really unclear. They wanted to run for school board, but it wasn't clear uh, which of the seven members were actually up for reelection because they all have staggered terms. And some of these rural school districts don't even have websites. And so uh, they had to call in to the central office and say, you know, who's up for election this year? Uh, and how do I file? And, you know, and, and especially in small towns, Mark, uh, word gets around really fast that so-and-so called in to, to file against school board member X. And that's really not a, a, a process that's open and transparent to public participation. That, that just furthers the insider control of our, our state school boards. And I I really think that we need to make this in the 21st century really easy and transparent for parents to get involved without without hiding the ball. Uh, State Rep. Phil Cristofanelli is with us from St. Peter's. He's a Republican. Does this at all tie into or maybe explain to the Parents' Bill of Rights or this is completely separate from that? Well, uh, it's it's separate for now, but it could ultimately end up on the Parents' Bill of Rights. I actually have introduced in the House side uh, the Parents' Bill of Rights, and I'm also handling the, the Senate bill that has now left the Senate and come over to the House uh, for consideration. And the Parents' Bill of Rights is something we've been working on for a couple years, and it's time for uh, uh, Missouri to put parents first when it comes to oversight of our education process, because really that's what our education system is for. It's for parents and kids. And so what what we have is a bill that um, does three things. One, it it delineates the the right of parents to participate in their kids' education, to to speak at school board meetings and be heard, and to receive access to uh, and input into their kids' curriculum. Second, it creates a transparency database of all of the uh, financial dealings of the school district, uh, all of the contracts with their labor organizations, and all of the uh, curriculum that's available to the students. And thirdly, uh, it prohibits uh, schools from uh, politicizing the classroom by requiring students or teachers to affirm particular beliefs or ideologies that most uh, Americans don't share. And so that's what the Parents' Bill of Rights does. I think it's really important 
after what we've seen over the past few years that Missouri takes this step, and I'm, I'm hopeful that we can get it past this year. I saw, and forgive me because I was watching, I get these things that are sent, and then I run across some online and Twitter, et cetera. I saw something that involved you last week at a particular hearing. What, what is? Are you involved in maybe give us an update on some of the, and this is where it gets a little confusing, Phil, for those of us who aren't in Jeff City to separate some of these issues, but on the, um, on the trans rights issues with um, girls and athletics. How does that tie in and in, in your position on that? Yeah, I, so I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily involved in any of those measures. There's certainly, um, there's certainly a few bills that have moved through the legislature. Uh, uh, neither has come to the, the Senate or House floor that would address uh, the, the role of, of gender in Missouri athletic contests. Uh, you know that Missouri sports are governed by an organization known as MISHA, uh, and they decide who can play in, in various events uh, in the school setting. Uh, and right now they do have a policy that permits um, for certain people to play on a team other than, than the, their, their birth gender. Uh, and my understanding is that, that there are three or four students across the state that have availed themselves to that policy. And so I think that, way, that issue is a, a working its way through the legislative process, I think you might see some airtime on it uh, in the state Senate this week. Um, it's, uh, I think, still sitting in committee over on the yeah. House side, but uh, it's something that a lot of people have brought up, and we'll probably have a discussion about it at some point. What's your perspective on the crime issue with uh, the local control here in St. Louis? Obviously, some of this is bleeding out into your neck of the woods in St. Charles County. Yeah, it's uh, really sad, Mark. In my district, uh, right there on Jungerman Road at the Schnooks, where I go, to uh, get my groceries every every day. This this past uh, week, we had a woman in her 50s who was just going to get her groceries and was um, robbed and shot in the face uh, by uh, an armed assailant who then fled uh. the scene. Uh, and you know this this sort of thing has never happened in our community before, and it really shows the profound lack of leadership that is going on as it relates to crime in St. Louis City and its surrounding areas. And and really, something must be done. I voted in favor of the measure that uh, would allow the governor to appoint a special prosecutor to uh, deal with the abject failure of the St. Louis City prosecutor to, to prosecute very violent crimes. Those people are still on the streets, and it's an absolute outrage. And so I'm hopeful uh, that the the legislature will get that done this year. It looks like the House will also vote on returning control of the St. Louis City Police Department to the state. Uh, And uh, it looks like that vote will come up today. And, and, uh, you know, I think that something must be done, Mark, because, uh, you know, we've, we've seen crime go out of control in St. Louis City and St. Louis County, and it and they're spreading even further into into the pre- previously, uh, you know, um, unviolent areas of, of St. Charles County. And, uh, we, we simply just can't allow this, this crime to continue. Well, I appreciate the, the update this afternoon. Keep us posted on everything. Obviously, things are, are moving along in, uh, in very legislative ways, although this is a little less contentious, we're hearing on the other side, as it has been in past years, right? On the Senate well, side, you know, uh, on on the Senate side, I think that they are having a vigorous debate over uh, the role of, of state government and local crime issues. 
Uh, I think that there is becoming general consensus that we have to do something to address the issue of crime, but there is still, you know, a handful of Democrat senators that are likely to filibuster the crime bill, and so they're going to have to find a way to get past that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. State Representative Phil Cristofanelli, I appreciate the update this afternoon. Keep us posted. Thanks for having me on. All right, take take care. care. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 